Welcome to Cambridge Stronger, where culture counts and values matter most. I'm your host, Amy Weber, and joining us today is Human Resources Generalist and Coordinator of Cambridge's The Next Step Internship Program, BJ Carter. We're also thrilled to have one of our student interns who is working in our Fairfield office this summer, Drew Giron. Thank you for joining me, BJ and Drew. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. As much as I love interviewing our financial professionals for all kinds of reasons, these internal podcasts end up being a lot of fun too, a little bit different direction. So I know our audience will get a lot of good tips and tricks from both of you today. So it's truly an exciting time here at Cambridge. I look forward to this every year, this internship program that we've built um, and adjusted and adapted because adaptation is really important, of course. Um, is always a really exciting time for us. We get new ideas and a fresh perspective. The energy that comes with the interns is I've always been impressed with. So BJ, you've done a lot of recruiting and helping to grow the Next Step program over the years you've been with us. Can you give our listeners some background about the program and how it started? Yeah, so it started in 2012, and the whole idea really developed when some of our HR team um, was attending college career fairs um, to hire actually full-time associates, but we kept getting questions about internships. Do you guys have any internships? And at the time we didn't. So um, we responded to that, came back, put together a proposal and started our first internship class in 2012. And we had I think 12 interns that first year. And we've grown to 30 this year and we continue to add to that each year. Thanks for giving that background. Uh, Maybe since I talked about adaptability in my intro, um, what do you think is one of the biggest things we've had to adapt over the many years we've been doing this program? Every year we take feedback from our interns at the end of the year to try and understand, is this really the value that they want out of the program? And so um, we take a look at our trainings that we provide them. We take a look at our recruiting efforts, how to connect with them, um, everything that they get to experience while they're here at Cambridge, and we we tweak it and adjust every single year. And so um, this year, the interns, we have gotten to give them a lot more networking opportunities with our executive council members, senior leaders, even former interns that are here with us full time. So They've gotten a little bit more of that experience than some of our classes in the past, but um, we change a lot each year just to make it more relevant. We've included diversity training for our interns. Um, We do career development training for them, and we try to figure out what provides the most value and how they respond to each of those pieces. And I suppose we also have to collect feedback from the sponsors of the program, right? Do they request changes along the way? I have a feeling sometimes sponsors in our company might have a a strong opinion and a voice. Yes. So a couple of different groups with that. We've got like our intern managers and they, they have feedback as well. So one thing that we did this year to improve um, our evaluation process. So we um, streamlined a little bit of that so it's not quite so labor intensive to be able to evaluate our 31 interns, but we also have our executive sponsors in our corporate relations committee. And um, one of our newest initiatives this year 
was to create the LinkedIn internship group. And that's an opportunity for us to stay connected with our former interns. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Drew, let's turn to you. Talk about your journey. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you're going to school, what your major is, and what activities you've been involved in. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start at the top, of course. So I am from Grimes, Iowa, born in Iowa, Iowa raised, went to Johnston High School, and I graduated right at the end of 2020. So right in the middle of the pandemic, of course. Um, And then I started attending school at the University of Iowa. I am a management and economics major there. Well, management major and economics major and a couple other little certificates and things. But I really tried to like find different avenues to explore my interests and different things. And one unexpected opportunity that's come from that is someone across the hall from me was a cheerleader. And she was like, hey, we need more men on the team to help us with this. And would you be interested? And I took the chance and said yes. And have no background in that specifically. Played football in high school and that kind of thing, but decided to be a cheerleader. And so you can find me on the sidelines at Kinnick, on Carver Hawkeye Arena at most of the games. And you'll see me. I'm the loud one, the excited one. So <laughs> that's mostly what I get doing when I'm not working on the books. That fits in really well in financial services too. Don't uh, don't doubt that for a minute. So we have to be cheerleaders a lot around here, whether it be for employees or our financial professionals or end clients. So the skills you're getting from uh, even something that sounds as fun as that probably are still benefiting you here. Talk about the department that you're in and the work that you're doing here at Cambridge and how would you describe the culture here? Yeah, so I'm in the project management department. When I was applying to internships, because college students, they want to find internships, as BJ said. Um, I wanted something with management in the title because that's what I'm studying in school. But this actually turned out to be an interesting opportunity because instead of like managing people, it's managing work. It's managing projects. And at Cambridge, it's a lot of technology projects, of course, because we want to keep improving the technology that we're offering. And so I've been following and tracking the people on my team, my team members, as they manage these projects. And so I'm sitting in on meetings where they're coordinating everything and asking questions and working with vendors and everything. And so I take notes for some of those. And then I've also been helping my main project within this internship has been working on our internal SharePoint site, making that better for our project team. How did you find the internship here? I was scrolling kind of dramatically through LinkedIn and different things. I wanted something in Iowa City general area. I wanted to commute between it just for the sake of convenience. And I saw, oh, Fairfield, that's interesting. I've heard of the town before. And I looked and I was like, that's probably doable to commute to. And I was researching it sounded really interesting. It sounded like a very professional company, obviously. And I wanted that kind of experience. Previous summers, I'd been a day camp counselor. So I wanted to kind of get a more professional setting, a business setting. And I think you earlier asked about the culture. And I think that has been a really good element of it is that professional setting, getting real feedback, working on stuff that is valuable to the firm. But then also a really fun work environment that is very supportive and kind. Did you know anything about financial services specifically before you applied for our position? Uh, I mean, I've been following financial 
stuff for a while. My grandfather, he runs his own stock portfolio stuff. So he doesn't really work with a financial planner. He kind of is his own. And that kind of got me into it initially. And like I on the side manage my own finances and have stocks and everything. But I realized that this would be a good opportunity to see a greater side of that, obviously, and see what that meant. Yeah, I think a lot of economics majors, it's not, it's not a direct correlation all the time, right? Um, at least to understand the many different diverse components of financial services and where they could take it. Um, so it's kind of nice to see a different viewpoint. So congratulations on expanding your horizons. I think I heard somewhere that you had the opportunity early on in your tenure here to meet our founder and chairman, Eric Schwartz. How did that come about? Yeah, so, you know, when I came to Cambridge, I had my my outlook and my team's calendar had a bunch of things on it. And one of the things on the Tuesday, the second day here in the afternoon was this operations PMO and fiduciary services town hall. I thought, okay, like 10 people are going to be at this meeting. It's not going to be consequential or everything. I kind of got there. I was on time, but like two minutes on time. So like a, what, like 2.58 in the afternoon. And there's 60 people in this room, the big lecture room downstairs. And I walk in and my project team, two of the members are sitting at a chair. So I find a seat next to them. And I look right and I see Eric right there. And I was like, oh, I recognize you from the photos. <laughs> and then right at the start, he, he comes and sits down next to me, which is happens to be the empty seat right next to him. But that's just funny that, you know, I'm just the intern here on my second day and he sits there. But then eventually I realized, oh, he came here to talk and talk with people. And so he gets up and takes questions that are canned from, uh, from Val and then he asked the audience to, if they have any questions. And we were talking about like our, uh, our service relationship or platform, how we're gonna adapt that going forward. And someone in the audience asked how that would benefit our, uh, the competitive advantage of the firm. And Eric asked everyone else, hey, how does it? Raise his hands, questions. And I am the kind of person who will respond to stuff like that. And I waited a long time, like a minute, someone answered on Zoom and I raised my hand in this big lecture hall and answered the question to the best of my abilities. Eric loves interacting with our employees and certainly the opportunity to engage with the interns. So I'm glad that you had that opportunity. As founder and chairman, he still makes it a point and that is probably a really important part of why our culture remains the same. You know, I, I'm not sure how much you know about myself, uh, but I was employee number 22. And now as one of 900, I can tell you that he still has his fingerprint on the culture of this company. And your example was just one description. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. BJ, 11 years. Um, we talked a little bit about how the programs evolved, but is there anything else you want to share with the listeners that we haven't already discussed about the evolution of this program? Or I would guess we may have some listeners who, while we love to keep our competitive advantages um, a secret to some extent, <laughs> um, I think our internship program is one of the best in the industry. And I don't have any problem sharing it because I think our responsibility as a member of the financial services community is to give back and make sure that we give 
the next generation many opportunities, even if it's not at Cambridge, to be a part of our world. So feel free to share the really, you know, the, the things that you think make it special and, and that we've evolved over the years. Yeah, I think uh, when we initially set up the internship program, there were really strong bones. They had social events included, training events, evaluations. Each of our interns do a final presentation at the end of their time, which is really interesting to see the work that they've done during their summer. Um, so we've kept those strong bones. That's definitely the heart of the internship program, but we just continue to enhance each of those pieces. One of the things that um, is really can be unique for us, or a couple of things, the training topics that we go over. So not all of our interns are in the finance majors and aren't necessarily studying economics and management. We have some very creative folks in our public relations creative marketing teams or some, some other majors that make up those that are interning at Cambridge. And so we we take all of our students through financial industry basics so that they have that opportunity to understand the industry that they are in. Um, currently, we take them through, like I mentioned before, diversity. We do a benefits um, presentation with them so that when they're preparing for their first job after Cambridge, whether that's here or somewhere else, we want them to feel equipped with what they are evaluating in their offer when it comes to benefits. And, and part of that goes to our career development training, too, that we do with them to help them enhance their resumes and improve their interviewing tips and what to consider in an offer. So those are some unique pieces. Um, we also do a volunteer day with our interns. So this year, they sweated and worked really, really hard outside in the heat of July um, for Habitat for Humanity here in Fairfield. So that was a really cool experience. I got to surprise them with some ice cream and bomb pops um, to cool off in the afternoon, but it was pretty cool to see them helping out the community right here in town. Yeah, right in line with our culture, right? To give back and make a difference. So that's very cool. Um, I saw some of the social media around it. It looks like, uh, I know how warm it is, but it still looks <laughs> like it was fun. <laughs> um, one of the things I might add, honestly, uh, is how much I feel like personally, our ability to provide housing has helped us expand our recruiting efforts. If a company is looking to have a diverse group of candidates for their internships, that's one of the things that while it might feel like a heavy lift, we I would encourage them to explore early and regularly so that you don't limit yourselves. I mean, granted, Fairfield has a ton of 10,000. And while we've had some fantastic candidates from Fairfield, many who've come back to work for us, uh, for, so we don't definitely don't want to diminish and stop focusing on Fairfield by any means. But I do feel like the ability for us to offer housing has allowed us to expand our program. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. We have interns coming from colleges and universities all across the country. And so I think this year, about half of our interns that are here in Fairfield are using that housing. Um, so we work closely together with local colleges and universities to be able to provide housing opportunities for our interns, and then they can um, have a short commute into work each day. That's great. Thanks for expanding on that. So our internship program, one of the most one of the most important 
components of it is that we want to offer real life work experiences. I think so many times people put together an internship program and they can turn extremely administrative and potentially not let the interns take deep dives into what their lives might really look like when they get into a full-time uh, career after school. So Drew, what can you share about your experiences so far as it relates to that? Yeah, so within project management, which is a field that you don't really get much exposure to in school, at least in my experience, it is a discipline that exists that has a governing body and everything. Project management, our team, they are professional project managers. They have tons of work experience at different companies and Cambridge. And so I'm been, I've been shadowing them in many cases, working with their projects and doing some of their notes work, which while administrative, that is an important part to the profession is the documentation to make sure that projects are running aligned to schedule and to cost and budget and everything. So that's part of it. But then in this opportunity to do my own project in the department, working on a project site, it is structured as if it is a project in the company. And so like I've, I've created a survey that I sent to outside team members to try to understand what they like or don't like about our site currently. And so it's things like that where, uh, at least in my department, in my experience, I've had the chance to do work that this team would be doing anyway. And so being in that position has just given me plenty of work experience to be able to talk about in future job interviews and everything else, stuff I can take with me. That's great. I'm glad we've been able to help out and that, again, we continue to focus on making sure that there is some, some great takeaways for our interns as it relates to real life. Not that internships and school isn't real life, but as my children will put it, uh, adulting can be complicated and the more experiences we can give them before they're totally out on their own are good things, that's for sure. BJ, we have, you mentioned a couple of times, 31 interns. Some number of them are actually working on site at our second campus location in Phoenix, I believe. Um, can you expand on that and what type of opportunities can our interns look forward to in terms of both locations? Yeah, so we're really excited to have three of our interns down in Phoenix this year. This is the first year we've been able to have um, interns down there. So we definitely work hard to um, bring everyone together in all of our interactions and all of our trainings and um, roundtables and that sort of thing. So it's great to be able to expand our reach outside of just the Iowa market. And of course, we have interns from other colleges around the country, but it's awesome to be able to focus in on Phoenix as well, just because there's so many schools right there in that area to be able to pull from and pull from that talent pool. After, you know, working at Cambridge or the internship at Cambridge, there are really a ton of opportunities for not only our Fairfield interns or but also our Phoenix interns to be able to either come back to Cambridge in one of those offices or remote to be able to um, network with us, to be able to work in one of our financial professional offices. We, we get plenty of interns reaching back out to us to help make those connections and we really work a lot on encouraging the networking aspect of our internship. I think every time I chat with our interns in a different setting, I'm asking them, who have you talked to? Who have you met that's outside of your department that you don't interact with day to day? 
to make sure that they're being intentional about who at Cambridge they're meeting with, where their interests lie, and um, making those connections and so that those can help them later on when they're looking for those full-time positions. Whether that's with Cambridge or not, we want to make sure that we're providing that support to them. Many of them end up linking in with me. It takes me a minute to figure out that that's the case sometimes, but I do find them later, so that's very good. You're, you're advising them in a lot of positive ways, for sure, so they can stay plugged in. BJ, expand a little bit on recruiting. Where do we recruit for interns? What's the most effective? I know you talked about LinkedIn, but um, if I remember correctly, we get many, many more applications than we do the 31 best and brightest that you picked, for instance, this year. How does that, how does that all work, and how do you sort through that component of it? Yeah, so we start recruiting in September each year. So that's when we open up the application process for our interns. And our goal is to always finish with um, having all of our internships filled by the end of January. And the internship doesn't start until the end of May. So it's competitive uh, for not just us, but other companies as well. And in September, we spend a lot of time going to college career fairs to spread the word, to get the chance to interact and meet the interns um, or all of the students and candidates. And that's a great opportunity for someone to stand out and to be able to connect with us and help us understand, you know, how professional they can be or how interested in Cambridge they are and what they know about Cambridge. So those career fairs are really important to us. All of our postings also go out on LinkedIn, like Drew mentioned, how he found us. Um, we also utilize um, career portals for a lot of the colleges. Many of them are on Handshake or maybe have their own career portal. So all of our internships get posted on there as well so that the students of each of those schools can look through on their own college's website to be able to see, you know, which companies are recruiting those students. Um, we also spend a lot of time working with some of our preferred schools. Um, we have some really good relationships with the career uh, counselors and career departments at some of the schools. So I participate in quite a few different conversations with specific classes at University of Iowa or Iowa State and different schools to be able to help talk about Cambridge and the internship opportunities we have and, and to provide some um, help and guidance to those students who are looking to apply to different internships. Would you say, I know it's not possible all the time, but would you say that our ability to take some alumni from the various schools to those career fairs ends up kind of giving us a little bit of an edge where um, an alumni can talk to a current student and, and really um, maybe connect with them on a different level? Is that something that you find valuable? Yeah, that's one of the most fun scenarios that we get to partake in. So when we get the opportunity to figure out who from Cambridge has gone to that school and um, the different departments, too, because there's so many options, like you mentioned, with 900 associates, um, we, get, we have a big pick. And so it's fun to see those full-time associates getting to interact with the students at the different career fairs and um, helping them understand what Cambridge can truly offer because we we can sometimes be put into a specific basket as we're finance only or that sort of thing and getting the opportunity to take different folks from Cambridge to help explain 
There are so many different majors and interests and backgrounds for people in the financial industry, even if you don't know anything about finance. Like HR, did you know anything about finance when you joined us? Um, Not a ton. I had a background in business um, prior, but HR is definitely a different side of the table. And it's really interesting to be able to have that now in my pocket, that finance background, um, because I've been able to learn that here. There's so many training opportunities at Cambridge, which are truly helpful for those that don't have that. But yeah, there's many, many different associates and teams that have a different background that specialize in something else that help us get the job done here at Cambridge. Drew, let's come back to you. What's what's your favorite part of the program been so far? I just think the culture and general kindness and collaboration that I've been able to have with people all across the company at different levels of the company too, that's something you don't expect. At least I didn't expect going into it is to be able to have a conversation with you, for instance, and just all the other executives that we've had the chance to talk to through the internship program. And then within my department itself, I work daily very closely with my supervisor and then with my supervisor's boss. And then I've even had a chance to have a one on one with my boss's boss's boss, which that is something you don't usually imagine happening. But at a company like Cambridge, where there is such an open structure, it really is helpful to get all those different perspectives. And then just to continue collaborating with my fellow interns on our various things that we work on and just networking with them. So like we did went to the volunteer day and I got to put up fencing with them and that creates a bond that doesn't get created in the office setting really. <laughs> so just things like that are really beneficial. And as like an aspiring leader, someone who wants to create a culture like this, having experience in it, and being on the ground level, I think gives me a really good background to move forward with. Yeah, that's great. Um, and you have a mentor, right? So you have other people that you can contact at the firm as well if you have a particular type of question? Yeah, there's plenty of people assigned that you have an opportunity to talk to, but then you find that those connections just happen naturally too. And people that might not even be like a, associate as a mentor, you just start talking with them and you know it goes off from there. That's the way to make the most out of any internship program, I think. So thank you for sharing that really important point with our listeners. So based on what you've experienced so far, um, the $10 million question is, can you see yourself working in a career in financial services someday? I think within this specific field that I chose at Cambridge Project Management, kind of like what we were talking about, I this is a background I can take to any position at Cambridge or beyond. Project management is a field that teaches you such great, uh, a great discipline, teaches you such great skills in planning and tracking and being very analytical with how you do things. It's a skill set that I can take anywhere. And I think that is reflected across Cambridge where people can get a skill set here that they can pursue at Cambridge or elsewhere. And that's why I think the internship program has been really helpful for me. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, just um, specifically about project management, most small companies can't afford to specialize like that. So you tend to start as a smaller company with the leaders and employees inside of each department running their own projects. The problem tends to be at some point, there's a tipping point where a project connects over into other departments. And if not careful, your various project managers in each department miss some collaborate some important collaboration points where for us 
uh, it, was, it was exactly the right time. We probably just got a little lucky when we just started to build our project management department so that it can really make it much more effective and efficient. And we don't miss things that we might otherwise have missed had somebody in a different, and it's a full-time job. If it's leaders inside of departments that are running projects, they're doing it really almost as a second job. Uh, and in, in uh, with a project management department, it ends up being a priority if it's your only job. So it's really been helpful for us. Oh, certainly. Like I, again, I collaborate with people every single day from various different departments and just having that opportunity to see what project looks like and then how all these different pieces work with that, I think has been very valuable. Yeah, great. BJ, what advice or tips would you give to students who might have interest in our program? What should they be thinking about and doing now? The first thing they should do is mark their calendars for September and apply early. Um, there's a lot of instances each year where we get requests for interns later on, and we've worked really, really hard to fill those positions already. So um, unfortunately, some folks miss out, but we will open up that application process in September. And we, like you mentioned, we get a lot of applications, hundreds, and we pick 30, roughly. So it's important to stand out and being able to stand out through a resume, being able to stand out by talking to us at career fairs and being present and being able to articulate what this internship would mean to someone and, and why Cambridge. And we would like to see that they've done their homework. We don't want to just be Oh, you're one of the 10 that I saw. Well, I hope you looked into it a little bit further and want our students to really take the time to research what they're getting into. And most of our interviews for this program would be virtual, I presume, um, because a lot of them. So I think there's probably another strong skill set that someone should look into, which is how to be effective in a virtual phone interview, because that's not always a slam dunk. You can't come across as passionate, perhaps. We can't see their body language. We need more inflection in their voices and more excitement, more detail. Um, facial expressions become much, much more important because you can't see their body language. Um, so it's, it's just those small things or seemingly small things that could make or break the, you're the you know one out of however many um, a particular office is, is interviewing, right? Yeah, definitely. So we start with phone interviews, like you mentioned. So there's none of that body image and context around it. We've only got the voice to start. Um, and I think that's intentional. You know, that's helpful for us to understand someone's passion, how they can convey that right away. The Usually the next step, though, is video interviews. So practicing that virtual setting is important. Um, sometimes we have the opportunity to bring our interns on site for interviews, depending on their location and scheduling. Um, so that's that could be an opportunity as well. But those career fairs are really a chance if you know a student walks up to me and says, hi, I just wanted to meet you and talk to you about Cambridge. I already applied. This is what I, I applied to. This is why I'm here. Um, that's really helpful rather than, you know, watching someone, you know, walk by the booth and ignore you <laughs> or something like that. So being being a little outgoing, even if that's maybe not your um, skill set or your comfort zone, it can really pay off because I'm writing those names down to, to take back to the office and to make sure that I'm looking up their resume for for a second look. Good advice. 
Uh, well, as we wrap up our session today, anything else we haven't touched on that either of you think is important for our listeners to hear about our Next Step program? I think for me, we're just really excited to keep this program growing and um, look forward to what the future holds and how we might improve it and develop it even more. Drew, anything from you? Kind of reiterate what BJ said earlier about like being very proactive when you are looking for an internship. It is difficult in this current setting. It's not like plug and play. People don't just get offers for internships. You have to you have to work for it. And luckily, I was able to work for this one and sounded loud enough on the phone, I guess. <laughs> and they were like, yes, let's keep going on with it. And then the video interview and everything. And so I think, yeah, if you're wanting an internship at Cambridge or elsewhere, being really proactive with researching the company and understanding their values and understanding what role you can play in that, how you can fit, that will help you find something and help you eventually find a career. Good advice and good writing skills managed to get you on the CEO's podcast. So congratulations <laughs> on that. It helps. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> no, your essay was very, very, very uh, interesting to read. And I really appreciate you both coming on as examples of Cambridge Stronger. Thanks for sharing your stories with our listeners. And I wish you the best, Drew, in your future. Um, whether you come back to Cambridge or not, we always want to give you something to take away with you. So good luck. And BJ, as always, thanks for being great. Thank you for tuning in to Cambridge Stronger. I invite you to listen to my podcast episodes where I have candid conversations with genuine, inspirational financial professionals and leaders within this fiercely independent financial services industry. The best of the best, the strongest of the strongest. You can listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the Podbean app.